Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. It is that time of year. Bears are eating and fruit trees are ripening. So here today I have Aaron Keller. I'm Ashley Sanchez. And we also have our bear biologist, Heather Reich. And then we have Tom Henderson with Healthy Trees. So I'm happy you guys are all here today. And Heather, let's just jump right into why it is so important to be picking fruit this time of year, especially... Well, um, based on the calls I'm getting right now, I keep telling everyone I'm pretty sure every single bear in the state of Nevada is in a fruit tree right now. <laughs> because right now, the calls that I am getting from Reno all the way down to the California border down around Topaz Lake is fruit trees. Bears are in my fruit trees. Uh, bears right now are in hyperphagia. Big fancy word for just bears are trying to get as many calories on board as they can right now uh, in order to go into dens starting in about a month, month and a half here. So uh, they're needing to get upwards of 25,000 calories a day. Uh, everything's dried up up high. So the bears are diving into the valleys to use up the uh, food that we have down here. And that inevitably has them bumping into our copious amounts of fruit trees in the area. Um, so a lot of what we say right now is we need people to be picking up their fruit, um, gleaning it. And uh, a couple years ago in doing research about if we had any gleaning groups in the area, uh, I found out about the Reno Gleaning Project and we've done a lot to promote them and I guess we've overwhelmed them. Because <laughs> <laughs> poor Pamela said, please make it clear to folks that, you know, if they can pick their own fruit, uh, that's the best thing. But uh, if they are elderly or infirmed, her small army, I think she only has about a dozen volunteers can come out and it's usually after hours because they do have day jobs. But they can come and help glean those people's fruit. Um, and in one of our Facebook posts about them, uh, somebody said, hey, Tom Henderson with Healthy Trees down in Carson does the same thing. So I reached out to Tom this spring and said, tell me more about it. And at this point, why don't we hand it over to Tom yeah. and have him kind of tell us all about him and what he is able to offer as part of his gleaning project. Thank you. So Healthy Trees is a tree service, a traditional tree service. And because we encounter numerous fruit trees in our service area around, in, around Carson City and environs, um, we thought we should be helpful some way to recover some of the wasted fruit that just falls and sits. Um, so a decade or so ago, I made contact with Pam, I believe, <coughs> and we started um, getting volunteers together to go recover fruit and to provide it to uh, food kitchens, uh, people that feed people in need. Um, so <coughs> we've tried to maintain volunteer cores for that period of time. It's kind of difficult, but we've used church groups and high school groups um, and even some, just some dedicated uh, elder volunteers <laughs> uh, to get up on ladders and go harvest fruit. Nice. Is it the same type of situation where uh, it's an after hours or weekend kind of thing? Because, you know, this isn't obviously something that you do during the day as part of your job. This is off to the side, just a do good type of thing. 
Yes, and I've tried to hand it off, quite frankly, <laughs> to the, the volunteers to both organize it and to recover the fruit and distribute the fruit once it's been picked. Um, so we have <coughs> we have tools that are available. Oh yes, he uh, brought in a fruit picker <laughs> to show us. So Very so this is a fruit picking pole, and it has a basket on the end <coughs> with kind of a claw that can um, reach up oh fifteen feet or so from the ground and get apples and pears and plums and peaches and so the company <coughs> that I own uh, you know, makes the tools available like this and orchard ladders and even trucks um, when necessary um, to help the volunteers get the fruit. The orchard ladder is a uh, kind of a three-legged ladder. It has <coughs> rungs on one side and the other side is just a pole so that you can actually set the ladder in the tree and it has oh. a narrow top that kind of tapers as you go up. So we make those tools available to volunteers. So just people in general in the public, are these tools that are available to them? Like could they go and buy these somewhere? Yes. And where would you suggest they go? Like big box stores mm -hmm. often have these. Even garden centers sometimes have fruit picking poles. The orchard ladders are rather... <coughs> expensive um, but they can be purchased sometimes at garden centers as well and are you in the same situation as Pamela or Pam where she's um, more using her volunteers to help people who are handicapped or for whatever reason they can't pick the fruit themselves are you kind of more or are you taking calls from anyone we respond to most any call um, Often people are looking for yard cleanup <laughs> oh, <laughs> <or yeah. laughs> preventing yard cleanup. We have such an abundance of fruit this year, we can actually be very selective, mm -hmm. um, especially with apples, which tend to get infested with coddling moth. So uh, we can be selective and go for the quality large fruit uh, because we just can't possibly get to all of the requests that we have for picking the fruit. Exactly. So that is why it's important that people are picking their own fruit. And then I love what you guys do. You take them and use that fruit by donating them to food pantries. There's there's eight or ten entities in our community that we've donated to. <coughs> I won't try to name them because I'll forget yeah. some if I, if I start down that road. But um, sometimes they say, okay, thank you. We have quite enough now. You don't need to bring us anymore. Yeah. So, right. um, <laughs> so maybe if you're picking your own fruit, do some research, call some of the local food pantries and see see if they're in need of it and put it to use. And I've actually directed people to call Tom if they're picking their own fruit um, to just find out where they can take it. And Pam offers the same in Reno. People can contact her and find out, hey, where can I, where, what pantries can I take it to? What I love about these programs is they weren't actually started, from what I understand, to help bears. It's simply a byproduct mm -hmm. of this wonderful service. They set out to make sure that the the fruit is used and helps people that need it. And as a side benefit, it helps people with their uh, the bears damaging their trees and things like that. Exactly. Um, kind of what I was interested in is Tom's knowledge of when people should be starting oh to think yeah. about because I didn't realize that you know cherry trees are first and then so Tom tell us a little bit about what you see as a seasonal 
beginning uh, of ripening and things like that. Yes, I'll try to get the sequence right. But yes, cherries come in right toward the end of June and early July, followed by apricots. We had some apricots this year. That's kind of rare. Um, followed by plums in late August or early September. And they <coughs> they are followed by then pears and apples, which are just coming into ripeness <coughs> for the next month or so. Oh, gosh, for a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yay. <laughs> Yay for you. <laughs> okay. So. so people can start kind of, y you'll start getting calls for gleaning all the way in late June, early July then for the cherries. Yes. Okay. Excellent. And <coughs> some of the fruit can be thinned when it's very small, like pea size, like especially pears, apples, plums, peaches, even apricots. Um, <coughs> if the fruit is thinned when it's very small, then you get larger fruit on the tree and not as much. Uh, but it's a rather tedious task to go and pick out about 80% <laughs> of the fruit when it's very tiny. Right. Exactly. So great. Uh, now, uh, Pam services specifically the Reno area mm -hmm. with her volunteers. Tom, where, what is your jurisdiction, if Good you will? What, what areas do you service? We've been able to reach only the Carson City community. It's such a vast um, harvest. <laughs> we, we can't extend ourselves beyond that at right. this point. Yeah, and I know West Carson is chock full of fruit trees, too. Yes. So that probably keeps you pretty busy out there. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of historic yeah. orchards that we see in both the Carson Valley and in Reno that the bears come down to that have probably been doing it for generations. That really goes to show how, I mean, both these groups can only cover a certain area because in those areas there are so many fruit trees. So that just goes to show people should be doing their part, picking their fruit when they can. As a side note, <coughs> there's an orchard in uh, South Washoe Valley that where you can go pick your own apples. Really? Can't think of the name of it at the moment, but it's near Franktown Road at uh, the old Highway 395. Huh. I'll have to look into that. That is cool. Did I like that, that idea. Yeah. Hmm. Inviting people in to pick yeah. fruit for you. I'll have to look <laughs> that up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, Heather, any other tips you want to give right now for people? Just... Um, I think what I will um, just blanket say is right now, um, you know, if, if somebody calls us with a problem with fruit trees, if the bears getting into their fruit trees, um, they need to understand that it's their responsibility to take care of that attractant. We will not come and set a trap for a bear that is getting into fruit, um, mainly because this is going to be an attractant every year. If mm -hmm. we come and trap a bear and do an on-site release with it, that's potentially going to firm up their problem for a week or two until the next bear comes through. Uh, so the easiest thing to do is to take care of the attractant itself. And I know when I first moved to my home in Washoe Valley, I had five fruit trees sitting on my property. And I looked at my husband and I said, we're never going to utilize that. Those, those are coming down. I am not going to attract bears to my property. Um, so a lot of people, if you don't utilize the fruit, if you don't want the 
fruit trees, just take them down. Um, you can also use electric net fencing and encircle kind of the bottom area of the tree. You don't want it right up against the trunk because of course the branches are still reaching down so you need to have an electric fence that will actually encompass the whole area of the, that the tree occupies, if you will, where the fruit's going to be dropping. And you can put up electric fencing and that will keep the bears from being able to tear those branches down. Um, I know that bears can cause a lot of damage to trees, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure Tom's probably got some great stories about the damage that he's seen to trees. So, Let's get into that right after the break. We're going to take just a very quick break, but we will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we're covering everything you need to know about gleaning, and we have Heather Reich, our bear biologist here, and we also have Tom Henderson with Healthy Trees. And right before the break, Heather asked you, Tom, if you had any interesting stories of coming across trees where clearly a bear or some sort of wildlife got into it. Yeah, I wish we had caught them in the act, but we never have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we only see the signs of uh, broken branches, and that that's what prompts our clients to call. Um, so we, I mean, we see <coughs> uh, deer, a lot of deer activity around the fruit trees, um, if if the broken limb is up in the tree, we know a bear has been there. Mm -hmm. um, so we see evidence that bears have been present. <laughs> bear scat, right. um, but are th I don't know, are the bears nocturnal when they're gleaning fruit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the most part, in urban areas, our bears do keep to more of a nocturnal schedule. They'll come out, you know, right around dusk and hang out until dawn, and then they'll bed down for the day. Wildland bears will be active, you know, day and night. Um, so fruit trees that are kind of out in the middle of nowhere type thing from, you know, uh, our, our past settlers, um, those could be hit during the day. But yeah, it's usually during the evening, people just wake up in the morning to the calling card of scat and broken limbs and usually know, yeah, we had a bear. And I'm actually interested, um, when a bear breaks a branch, what does that do to the tree? Does that pretty much kill the tree? Is it just damage? What, what happens when bears break these major branches? <coughs> Uh, nothing serious to the tree generally. Um, uh, the <coughs> the stouter branches will not break, and the smaller branches break, but it's usually one or two. Okay. Uh, and uh, just pruning will remedy that. Okay, because I, I have a lot of residents that will call very angry that the, the bear is going to kill their tree. Mm -hmm. And so I've never known, <laughs> do the they tree. actually <laughs> kill the tree? I don't actually know the answer to that. So that's good to know. Yeah. Just some um, damage. Yeah, so. it is, the, but it's pretty major. They mm. they do some pretty major damage yeah. when they come in. Bears aren't gentle about anything. And they just want food. Yeah. So. Fortunately, trees are resilient. Mm -hmm. They they can recover generally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, kind of the uh, the thing that Tom mentioned is there is a lot of deer 
that also come into fruit trees and people need to understand that with deer come mountain lions. Deer mm -hmm. are the main prey base of mountain lions. So uh, we've had a lot of calls, uh, especially right now in that West Carson area of a lot of mountain lion sightings over the last few weeks. And um, we're not overly concerned about it because we understand that there's also a heck of a lot of deer in West Carson right now. Uh, and they are coming into those fruit trees as well. So if you don't want mountain lions and you know you have deer, glean your fruit <laughs> a lot <laughs> of those tips transfer over to other wildlife absolutely. that we talk about bears i mean that that goes for yeah. a lot of other wildlife absolutely and there are other creatures that appreciate fruit like apples for example uh, people that have horses uh, can feed them apples in a modest quantity i understand yeah. it has to mm -hmm. be kind of regulated uh -huh. but we uh, for fruit that's not suitable for human consumption we often find horse owners that will accept that fruit oh, oh i hadn't even thought idea. about that yeah <laughs> that's, that's awesome. another place you could look to <laughs> fantastic that was something pamela said with reno gleaning project she said it's also they want to be providing fruit pantries with good fruit too <laughs> like people will be eating this so she was saying they get calls sometimes and people want to donate this fruit with like worms in them and it's clearly not good fruit to food pantries so something to keep in mind do another donate. another outlet for the apples is um, we've had apple cider events where people bring in their apples and we have cider press and a mulcher and <coughs> we make delicious apple cider um, yum I, I want to go to that <laughs> how do you <laughs> Tom, where do you go to find out about these events well more most recently the greenhouse garden center in Carson City has <coughs> each fall sometime around Nevada Day, brought in a uh, an apple mulcher, which is basically a big blender that turns the apples in the mulch, and then a, a cider press um, that you feed the mulch into <coughs> a cylinder and a bladder filled with water. You fill it with water and the mulch is squeezed out through a sieve or... Um, um, so, so it presses the juice out of the mulch. Right, just the liquid. Yeah, <coughs> and that is the most delicious. Um, it sounds really homemade good. drink. Yeah, uh, and it's perfect time, time of year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's fall yeah. time to bring yeah. out that apple cider. So. And of course, uh, many people want to ferment the cider and oh yeah, have, of have the hard yeah. cider. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Why not? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, you know, we talk a lot about uh, fruit trees, and I know. Folks that have fruit trees uh, quite often also have beehives, or uh, you'll find beehives near where the fruit trees are. So just a reminder to folks that have beehives that um, we're also recommending folks put up electric fence around those beehives to keep the bears out of them. Again, they're not gentle creatures when they get into something, uh, and they're not very nice to the hives. They break them apart pretty violently. Um, so if you want to protect those hives, uh, please look at putting up electric fencing around them. We have great electric fencing resources on our website. You just go to endow.org and look for the Bear Logic page and scroll down and you'll find all kinds of everything you never wanted to know mm -hmm. about electric There's fencing. There's even is video, on there. right? There's that video. guide people. Yep, help people set up their electric fence. Um, you know, uh, uh, chickens as well are usually, you know, you've got a small apple orchard, you've got the bees to help out with the apples, and then you've got your chickens because, you know, there's your protein source. A lot of these gentlemen ranchers and things like that also electric fencing. 
Uh, once a bear gets into a chicken coop and finds out that these chubby little birds just kind of sit there when they go in there <laughs> at night, and <laughs> it's a very easy food source, uh, it's it's like an addiction for a bear. Once a bear starts on chickens, they will seek out chickens. So um, again, electric fencing. Uh, and I am more than happy to come out and help people with electric fencing. If they want to take the initiative to set up a fence or if they have questions about fencing, they're welcome to contact me. Um, and I am happy to come out and check their electric fencing system, give them advice, anything like that. Um, electric fencing, electric fencing, electric fencing. <laughs> I know, because it's well, such, such a wonderful a great, tool. Yeah, we called it insurance at one point, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a very ch- cheap insurance policy policy and um, it's used in a myriad of ways this electric net fencing can be a very temporary thing to set up where you can take it down during the off seasons Uh, my concerns with everything fruit trees all of this kind of stuff is usually it is relatively close to people's homes Mm -hmm. and while you know the bears are there for the food source it's allowing those bears to become habituated to being up close to homes. And then you have the people that come out onto their decks and start taking pictures of the bears and posting their video of the mom with the cubs and oh, how cute they are. But what those people are doing is teaching the bears that it's okay to hang out in areas like this. And then we run into problems with bears getting hit by cars, going into urban areas and all kinds of things, property damage. So if we can just secure those attractants and teach the bears to keep to their natural food sources that's that's going to help the bears and the people and i was talking to our other bear biologist the other day and he said there was a bear on the side of the road it had been hit and it was right by some fruit trees Mm -hmm. just goes to show that they're crossing roads to get to these trees so yeah anything you could do to be removing attractants it's a win-win for everyone for everyone yeah for everyone um and Tom, so I know a lot of your business, I mean, it, you guys need volunteers. It's with the help of bo- volunteers. So are you guys looking for volunteers right now? I think the ideal scenario would be <coughs> for groups to organize themselves. And if they need places to go, I can direct them to fruit trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I s- we certainly can support them uh to a limited extent with ladders and fruit picking poles and but mostly what is needed is you know containers to carry the fruit in and places to take the fruit uh, once it's harvested we generally provide the owner of the tree with whatever portion of the harvest they want Mm -hmm. which is generally not very much and the volunteers keep some of the fruit for sure Um, but uh, there's a whole lot of fruit and um we we can oversupply all of the food pantries in our community <laughs> but th- if the volunteers were able to you know get together with neighbors and s- if they want to call healthy trees for a location to pick fruit we can provide that and if if needed some resources and what is the best pe- way for people to reach you so we have a facebook page healthy trees and there is a <coughs> A landline that will probably be a message phone, uh, which is 775-882-7474. So either of those methods to get to us for information on where to go. Okay. Excellent. Heather, how could people, you said if they need help with electric fencing, you're willing to 
go out and help them. So um, how could people reach you? Uh, people can reach me through our dispatch line, which is 775-688-1331. Uh, I direct people through that so that we can log the location and the issue. It helps us keep track of where we're seeing a lot of concentration of bear uh, conflict with people and getting into fruit trees. Uh, but then they will go ahead and funnel that person to me or send me an email or call me and say, hey, this person has reached out for you and please contact them. So uh, I'll go ahead and take it from there. Okay. And yeah. then also remember to be going to our website, endow.org, go to Bear Logic. Um, which is, I think if you go to the Nevada Wildlife tab, you'll find our Bear Logic page and everything you never knew you wanted to know about electric fencing. Or everything you just never needed to know yeah, about electric exactly. fencing. <laughs> 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 no, uh, there's a lot of great resources on there. There's a, uh, a great, um, I call it a handbook, but it's a, a, a small packet that uh, my colleague Kim Annis up in Montana developed, and it's perfect for electric fencing uh, with bears. Tells you how to set up uh, all the measurements, the jewel rating of the energizer, and we have incorporated that on our Nevada side with resources on where you can find things here in Nevada. Um, and wonderful now that we have uh, the Reno Gleaning Project and the Fruit Barons with Tom to yeah. be able to help us out. And um, again, while it wasn't necessarily their goal to help bears, they sure help bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate having them out there. I send a lot of people their way. Pamela, I'm very sorry if we've overwhelmed you. And Tom, <laughs> I'm sorry if we will overwhelm you. But um, you're, you're a very, very important tool for, for us when we're dealing with the bear management world feels like a small dent in a very large crop. But it is, but we'll take yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Any yes. help we could get. So, And then for those who are, um, you know, they're seniors or for whatever reason, they are just physically unable to get to their fruit. Um, Pamela did say feel free to direct people to the Reno Gleaning Project Facebook page and also their website, RenoGleaningProject.com. So... Thank you, everyone, for listening, and hopefully you head to some of these resources and check them out. That's it for Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.